Welcome to 5 Minutes in Church History, hosted by Dr. Stephen Nichols, where we take a little break from the present to go exploring the past. Travel back in time as we look at the people, events, and even the places that have shaped the story of Christianity. This is our story, our family history. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of 5 Minutes in Church History. Last time we were together, we talked about the Barman Declaration, and I mentioned the Bethel Confession. And there's no time like the present to go back and talk about the Bethel Confession. We know the word Bethel, don't we? It comes to us from Scripture. It's a biblical town. It literally means house of God. Well, there's a Bethel in Germany. It was set up as a place that was very much a center for those that were in need, physical need, mental needs. And there in Bethel was a hospital. And it was also thought by the German Lutheran Church that if we have a hospital here and we have all these folks with needs, that maybe this would be a good place to put a seminary so that young seminarians would be able to get experience in ministering to those in society who were in significant need. So Bethel has hospitals and it also has a seminary. And a young Dietrich Bonhoeffer found himself there in Bethel in the late spring in summer of 1933. This is a time of intense strife and turmoil within the German National Church, the German Lutheran Church. The German Lutheran Church had already endorsed the Nazi party. This was seen by a group within the church as the selling of the soul of the church. And so they formed a splinter group within the larger church, and they called themselves the Confessing Church. And though Bonifer was young, he was a very accomplished theologian, even by this age, and he found himself playing a significant role in this new church, the Confessing Church. And while he was there at Bethel, he decided that this church needed a statement, a doctrinal statement. And with the help of a friend, he began to write the Bethel Confession. He wrote the first draft in the summer. He would write another draft a couple months later, and then that draft would be taken over by a committee and it would be entirely butchered. Bonifer himself, when he got the copy back from the draft, didn't even recognize it as his version. And he makes a review of it and says, too many cooks spoil the broth, is his estimate of the Bethel Confession. Well, let me just point out two pieces of the Bethel Confession that I think are crucial. And these are pieces that were very helpful for the church to affirm in Germany in the 1930s. And if it was helpful for the German church to affirm them then, when they were facing the specter of the Nazi party and the promises that they were holding out for the nation of Germany, then these doctrines, I think, are crucial for the church of any age, and I think especially for our church in this day and age. Two things in particular that I want to focus on of the Bethel Confession. The first is the doctrine of Scripture. And in the Bethel Confession, it simply says this, the Holy Scriptures of the Old and the New Testament are the sole source and norm for the doctrine of the church. They constitute the fully valid witness, authenticated by the Holy Spirit, that Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified under Pontius Pilate, is the Christ, Israel's Messiah, the anointed King of the church, the Son of the living God. What a great statement on the authority of Scripture and the utter and full veracity. Scripture is a fully valid, fully true witness. One other piece of the Bethel Confession concerns the cross. 
There was this idea that Jesus was but a symbol. His death was but a symbol. The resurrection was but a symbol. Don't get hung up on these historical events. These are eternal symbols that inspire us. Well, this is what the Bethel Confession says to that nonsense. We reject the false doctrine that the cross of Jesus Christ may be regarded as a symbol for a generalized religious or human truth as expressed in the sentence, the public interest comes before private interest. The cross of Jesus Christ is not a symbol at all for anything. It is rather the unique revelatory act of God. The cross is not a symbol. It is an historical reality of the redemption that Christ purchased for us. So there we have it, the Bethel Confession from 1933. I'm Steve Nichols. Thanks for joining us for five minutes in church history. 